another episode of Cinema Slab. I'm the resident Scream Queen, Anna. I'm your gore gal, Hannah. And I'm everybody's favorite little brother, Hannah. Hey, Hunter's back finally! After a, what, two-episode hiatus? Well, today we are going to be doing a review of 2022's The Menu, starring Ralph Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, just to name a few, director Mark Mylod, written by Seth Rice and Will Tracy. So, to get this episode started, I've been thinking lately, like, we need to do some segments or something, and I've been, I was thinking of ideas of what we could do. I came up with one that I felt like was fitting for us, and I'm gonna call it Let Her Explain. In which Hannah has to attempt to uh, give a synopsis of the movie in 30 seconds. Oh my gosh, oh my lord. (laughs) Because we all know Hannah takes about two right turns, goes straight for about five miles, and then somehow turns back around the way she's going to finish the story. (laughs) I've never heard a more accurate representation of how Hannah ever sums up anything. (laughs) <laughs> so before we get started, we're gonna go ahead and drop the spoiler alert for the menu. <laughs> and now let's get into let her explain. Let her explain. All right, I've got the stopwatch going. Ready? Okay. Set. Go. Okay, uh, pretty much these entitled people, rich people, they get, they're on this, they go to this island on a boat, Um, they are there to eat dinner, Um, it's a a famous restaurant called Hawthorne, and the the food, each, the chef explains each dish, Um, and pretty much the, oh my gosh, I'm already at 20 seconds, anyways, they pretty much all, uh, Die. Um, that's pretty much what the menu and he has like this whole plan, but it, it yeah. Oh my god. I know I shouldn't have flashed it at you. No, it's okay, but yeah. <sighs> well there you have it, folks. We don't need to go any further. Yeah. That's what the menu's about. There's much more to it. (laughs) Yeah, there's much more depth, for sure. (laughs) Let's get into that. Hunter, what did you think of the menu overall? Like, at the start of it, did you like the flow, how it went? Well, when I first saw it, um, it's obviously a horror comedy, and it's obviously a satire movie, so it was. it's kind of heavy-handed on the, you know, kind of the comedy and kind of just setting everything up at first, and I was kind of, you know, kind of iffy. I'm like, okay, you know, well, where's the horror? I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm kind of unsettled. I mean, because we're in a, you know, in a weird location. We're on a boat. Even um, uh, Margot, I think her name is, the main, uh, the main, um, I guess, the t- final girl, I guess you want to say. She, uh, she even looks back as the boat is leaving and is kind of like, oh, there goes my only way back home kind of unsettling at first but you know was kind of unsure where the movie was going but 
uh, once they get to the restaurant and they start to walk around, like, really, I was only unsure about the movie for, like, maybe the first five or ten minutes. Once they get to, like, the actual restaurant, and really, it's more or less like a village, kind of, because, like, they get there and, like, they see where, um, you know, to kind of get into the movie a little bit, they see where the staff sleeps, uh, you know, and then they see, like, all these different places, like uh, their smokehouse, where they explain how it's the ancient Nordic tradition of what a smokehouse was. And then they uh, explain, you know, how they prep their meats, all kinds of meats that they have in that smokehouse. And then once they finally get into the restaurant, and then my favorite character of the entire movie is introduced, Chef Slowick. And Ralph Fiennes, I'm always going to be a sucker for Ralph Fiennes. I've loved him ever since I was a kid. He's been, he, well, he stars in one of mine and Hannah's favorite all-time childhood movies, The Prince of Egypt. He plays, uh, yeah, he plays King Ramesses, which is Moses' brother. So, he's always been a huge part of my childhood, and, you know, he's been a, uh, he was Lord Voldemort as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, he's been a part of, he's been a, a huge part of a lot of people's childhoods. So, just to see him in kind of like a, a movie kind of like this, because, you know, he's such a, you think of him as like such a high prolific actor, because he has such high status, and to see him in like a horror comedy, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of funny, but like, he just brings, you know, the, I don't know, I really can't explain it. It's kind of like how in my Silver Bullet review, I kind of said, you know, how Uncle Red just had that swagger. Mm-hmm. Well, in this one, there's just like this cool demeanor about him like at all times yeah like until until mar Margot starts to get under his skin a little bit you can tell just like everything that comes his way it's just everything is according to plan but everything has to go according to plan he's that perfectionist okay so the first course is the island Right, the second course is the bread. So when he gets to the second course, that's when you kind of see things are a little bit off because when he brings out the dish, it doesn't have any bread. <laughs> so what's the point of having a bread plate? What's the point of having a bread plate if you don't have any bread? Well, he goes on to explain how um, you know bread has always been like the food of the common man. It's always been like the food of the peasant. And, you know, how even today, like, 65% of the world's agriculture is devoted to grain and wheat. And, um, you know, everybody's just like, it's just like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. But, like, you know, they're tasting the sauces and everything. And I think even John uh, Leguizamo's character, yeah, he plays a movie star. Yeah. But he plays kind of a washed-up movie star. Like, he's, uh, I'm trying to think of a real-world comparison. Um, Somebody who would have been famous, like, 25, 30 years ago that nobody would know now. I was going to say Michelle Pfeiffer, but she's in Ant-Man and stuff, so she's still fairly I mean, popular. Dee Wallace is kind of like that. I mean, I don't... Well, yeah, but Dee's... She's still... Like Mickey Rourke, because he wasn't... He was so unlikable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can tell that he's kind of the same Yeah, way. yeah, okay. So we'll go with Mickey Rourke as a real-world comparison for a uh, uh, for, uh, little uh, synopsis here. But even he was like, well... The sauces around the absence of the bread is very, very good. But, you know, even then he's like, I am I would still like some bread. And then I'm pretty sure it's at that point where the three investors, um, Soren, Dave, and Bruce, I think are their names? Bryce. Bryce, that's it. Bryce, Bryce, yeah. Bryce. They asked the head server, or the head waitress, I guess, for some bread. 
And then I'm pretty sure, like, she just kind of looks at them and is just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give you any bread. And then um, I think it's at that point she kind of leans in and says, you'll eat uh, less than you, what is it? Less than you desire and more than you deserve. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then that's kind of when the movie, like, that's when the horror really started to kind of shine through. Because then once you realized what was really going on, you could start to piece together what was actually going to happen. And that the dishes, like, themselves started to mean something and were an actual aspect of, you know, how the chef viewed these cu- these customers. But easily one of the best horror movies of 2022. I put it right there beside Pearl and X, definitely. Um, which is really crazy considering how late in the year the menu came out. Because it came out like right before, you know, the new year. I would highly, highly recommend it. And, you know, the lead, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, <clears throat> she does fantastic. I've loved every <clears throat> movie I've seen her in. And, of course, you know, I've only seen her in really... Robert Eggers movies, but you know, I thought she was fantastic in The Witch. I thought she was fantastic in The Northman, and then I think she's fantastic here too. All in all, just a really, really great horror movie. And uh, yeah, Gorgal Hannah, what are your thoughts on the menu? <laughs> I loved this movie. Um, Anna had uh, recommended it to me. She watched it before I did, and she was like. She's like, girl, I think you'll really like this. She said it is kind of a slow burn. I'm not one for slow burn movies. We all know this. I did not like The Watcher. Um, but some, and it was a real slow burn for me. But this one I absolutely loved. I felt as soon, like at the very beginning, uh, you meet Margot and Tyler who are, um, they're a couple, you kind of think that they're together at first, but then as the movie goes on, you realize she's more of a hired help, um, if you will, to, you know, to go, so he can go to this, uh, restaurant, because it's only two people are allowed at each table, and it's $1,250 a person. You find out he pretty much hires Margot to go with him so he can keep his seat, um, because Tyler is an absolute ass and he is just absolutely terrible and has a, he thinks that he knows everything about like cooking and taste and, and he, and he doesn't know anything. He's just, I guess you could call him a narcissist. At the very beginning, they're at the, they're at a boat dock waiting on the boat to get there to take them to the island. And as soon as they get to the island, they are all met by Elsa. And uh, what is that actress's name? Elsa. Hong Chow. And she is awesome. She's also in The Well, which Anna watched recently. I haven't watched it yet, but Anna said it was awesome. She meets them all. Like, there's different couples. And she starts checking everybody in. And you realize that Margot was not supposed to come with Tyler that Tyler had a different date and you don't exactly know why that date didn't come but you come you know come to find out Margot it wasn't supposed to be there and so Elsa kind of acts like this throws a wrench in everything and I don't know at that moment I felt absolute dread and I was like I'm excited for whatever's about to happen in this movie but yeah they go inside and Hunter kind of already talked about the very beginning you know the the bread's uh, the bread plate, that was the second, the breadless plate, plate, that was the second one, 
And the third one was the tacos. Taco Tuesday. So it was chicken tacos with scissors in the chicken because he tells a story, right, that he stabbed his dad. So the chef, um, Chef Slovik tells a story. Is it Slowick or Slovik? Slowick. Slowick. Okay. So Chef Slowick tells a story about how his, I believe his dad was beating, about to beat his mom or was beating his mom and he stabbed him with scissors and so that's how the plate is served is it's a chicken thigh with scissors stabbed in it and then the tortillas that's also when i was like oh heck this is getting this is getting tasty so they bring out these tortillas yeah (laughs) i just made a food pun peeps um but yeah so the tortillas uh they they bring the tortillas out and they start looking at them and they're like imprints of certain things so like the three the three investors that are there they work for the company or i guess yeah they work for the guy that actually owns hawthorne he's a the guy they work for is the angel investor of hawthorne yeah and uh chef slowick makes a comment at one point saying well well i guess he owns me too since he owns the place this place yes yeah and so they they all pull out their tortillas and it's it's freaking invoices dude where he like where they had like laundered money right or were making like fake invoice yeah and um it was basically everybody's dirty laundry like because yes. it was invoices for them it was um the one guy older guy that margo knew with his wife yes him with another woman it was the review that um Lillian had written. Yeah, so one table yeah. is Lillian, who's a re- she reviews restaurants, like a highly acclaimed review. Um, what would she be? A um, food a food critic. Food critic yeah. She. It was all like all imprinted on her tortillas were all the restaurants that had closed because she had given them bad reviews, mm-hmm. even though she was the one who launched. Chef Slowick's career, which you realize, or he talks about later on. Well, then after the chicken tacos for Taco Tuesday, like he calls it. (laughs) Yeah, that's when we come upon. (laughs) Yeah, this is when it turns into a horror movie, because the fourth course is called the mess, and we meet Jeremy, who's Chef Slowick's sous chef, and I guess he he was trying to just be just like Chef Slowick, right? Yes. And yeah, he wanted to be a great chef. Chef said that he would never be good enough and never be to his experience. And they lay out this big white sheet, and it and there's like flowers and herbs, I guess, around it. Yeah. He pulls a gun out and just blows his damn head off. Yeah. And we were like, whoa. Yes. As soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this shit's kicking off right now. Yeah, it went it went off the rails after that. Yeah, right before that, Chef Slowick talks about how, you know, he does want to be, he wants to be a great chef, but how he will never, he will never be a great chef, is what he was saying. I don't know why he had come, yeah, I don't know why he had come to that conclusion, but yeah, I guess... It just made that guy decide he didn't want to live anymore if he couldn't be a great chef. So. And then and then while they're eating the mess, which is pressure-cooked vegetables, roasted filet, potato confit, beef just, and bone marrow. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's when Richard's finger gets cut off. What does he do? Does he get up and try to leave? Yes. I can't remember. They hold him down and cut his finger off. <laughs> it was his wedding ring, right? Yes. Because he was unfaithful. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also said um, he was talking to Elsa, and he goes, well, I'll handle this. And she goes, well, what hand will you handle it with, sir? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah, was yeah, so yeah. slick with those comebacks, dude. She yeah. always had something ready to go. Yes. <coughs> she was great. I loved her. The three investors are, like, freaking out. And they look at her. And they're like, what is this? And she goes, tortillas. Delicioso. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what is this? Dude, I loved that part. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> She was just always with the menu, no matter yes. what. She, it's like she knew what they were trying to do. She had eyes in the back of her head. She always saw everything that was going on. Yes. And, I mean, she really was chef's right hand. Tyler, his tortillas were him taking photos of the food when he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, that was one of those. And goals. so then, mm-hmm. but, like, he sees that guy blow his head off, and he does not care, dude. Like, he is so nonchalant. Yeah, he goes, oh. So that makes you think that. something, yeah. yeah, something's up with him. Like, I just don't understand. Okay. He just had to be so delusional. Yeah. And so just, I mean, I just don't understand how someone could see something like that in front of them and not react and just keep eating. Like nothing happened. I mean, he just, it was like nothing happened. But I mean, then after that, people were were kind of playing it off, saying, no, 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 this is part of the show. This is what they do. This is, it's all like theater, you know, in their own crazy way. So they kind of start to, I don't, I don't know, just start to believe it. And then, yeah. but then after so much of it, they realize, okay, something is going on here. Yeah. And then after that's the palate cleanser, which is wild bergamot and red clover tea. Yes. Because chef says, all somebody needs is a great cup of tea. <laughs> she goes to the bathroom. Margot does. Oh, right. So there is a dynamic. We haven't talked about the dynamic between Tyler and Margot. So she starts getting ticked. Because he is acting like such a, I mean, just an idiot. Like, he, and he cares so much about what the chef thinks. I think whenever the tortilla thing happened, and because uh, Margo wasn't even supposed to be there, so I guess the tortillas that were brought were just, had his stuff on it, I'm guessing. I can't remember. Because she didn't, yeah, hers I don't think had anything. Yeah, it never showed hers. So... I'm guessing they just brought one thing of tortillas to the table, and that, and so they all shared them. But she was like, "You send this crap back, like you know, why are you letting him do this to you?" He's like, "No, you don't." And she starts to like call a guy over to say something, and he's like, "No, you don't send stuff back here at Hawthorne," is what Tyler yeah. said. Yeah. She's just getting like, yeah, she's getting really upset with him because she's just like, "What the heck?" And he says, "Don't, don't quit acting like a child." Yeah, he he's says, he's he's the one paying for everything. Yes, yeah. he says that to her. Yeah, and he's got the he's stuffing the taco in his mouth. Yeah, and he, then, then he's like, like "Oh my like god, this is delicious!" It. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just completely. As soon as he put the food in his mouth, nothing else mattered, and it yeah. Mm-mm. So once she gets into the bathroom, so another thing we didn't talk about at first is uh, when she gets on the boat ride, Tyler actually gets mad at Margot because she's having a cigarette. Yeah. So, according to Tyler, that's like the cardinal sin of, like, all food, you know, testers, like, of all time. Because that just absolutely destroys your palate. Margot gets mad. Uh, she sees Tyler enjoying his taco a little bit too much. So, she goes, well, don't let me interrupt. So, she gets up. 
she starts to go towards this silver door that is down this hallway. And then she is stopped by Elsa, and she says, Can I help you, madam? And then Margot turns around and says, Yeah, I'm just looking for the ladies' room. And then she says, Right this way. So Margot turns around and starts going back towards where Elsa is leading her, and she says, Well, what's behind that silver door? And Elsa just says, Something very important. After that, Margot just kind of looks at her and is like, Okay. And so she goes to the bathroom. Well, she goes in there and makes sure that there's a there's like a little tiny window that she can open up. So she goes into the stall, finds one, cracks the window, lots up lots up a cigarette, and then about that time the chef barges in there. <laughs> and you can see him like in the door, like before he comes in. And like another thing that I wanna that, you know, kinda like I talked about with Silver Bullet is just the music in this is just amazing. Because like every time the chef is on screen, it's just like just a suspenseful, just whoa, whoa, like you know, just like you know, like when he's on screen, something is about to go down. You don't know what, but something is about to happen, and you better just be ready for it. So he barges in the ladies' room. So Margot thinks it's a, like another lady, so she turns around and says, "You can't," and like she stops dead in her tracks, and she just kind of looks because she sees it's the chef, and he looks at her and says why aren't you eating? What have I done to offend you? Like, he's trying to figure out, he's like, why aren't you eating? And she's just like, well, you know, I mean, she kind of brushes him off at first, and he says, well, you're not eating, and that wounds me deeply. And, you know, Margot's just kind of like, uh, yeah, she's like, why do you care? He's just like, I care. And, like, that's all he says, he's just, I care. Yeah, he goes, who are you? And then she's like, I'm Margot. And then he's like, who are you really? Yeah. And then she's like, Margot. And then he's like, who are you really? Like, he's trying to, like, dig deep and, like, get under her skin. But, like, she's not letting him. So I think that kind of rattles him because he's never seen anybody try and stand up to him like that. Or he's, because, you know, when he's talking to his staff, it's always, yes, chef. Like, it's never, like, no rebuttal. Like, you know, going back to talking about, uh, what was his name, Jeremy for the mess? Like, even going back, like, even going back to them, like, the, like, this poor kid knows he's about to kill himself, but everything that comes out of his mouth is just, yes, chef. So, like, that's all he's used to. So, like, to have somebody, like, stand up to him in this way, like, he's, I don't think he's ever encountered that before. So, that kind of rattles him a whole lot. But I also think that kind of leads into the ending of the movie, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But I also kind of think that leads into why the movie ended the way it did. After that, I'm not sure what course is after when she gets back from the bathroom. Okay, so the t- the palate cleanser is once she gets back from the bathroom. So after the palate cleanser, we have something called uh, Man's Folly. <laughs> now, this is where the movie kind of went a little out there. Uh, I-, I still think it's a really unsettling and great scene, but it was just a little out there. Um, yeah, so... Part of it. Yeah, so um, this dish is called Man's Folly. Uh, what happens is they ask the patrons, so all the customers, they ask everybody to get up and follow them outside. So for this presentation, I guess that's what we'll call it for each of the dishes, uh, for Man's Folly, the presentation is apparently Chef Slowick had hired this uh, you know, fairly attractive young lady. She uh, was just, you know, doing her job, and then, like, he, you know, tried to, you know, have his way with her, and he 
you know, kept trying, and she kept brushing him off. And then, like, um, one time she brushed him off, and he didn't speak to her or look at her or anything. Tried, like, avoided her for, like, eight months. Then he, she turns around and removes the kitchen scissors that they use for the taco night. And she stabs him in the thigh. And then I think she kisses both of his cheeks. And then she takes some of the blood from the wound she gave him on his thigh and smears it on his chef's coat. And then once that's done, uh, Chef Slowick looks at all the men and says, so at this point, I'll offer the men a 45-second head start. Well, one of the investors do just books it as soon as he offers the 45-second head start. And he just goes, okay. 45-second head start starts now. So, like, everybody runs off except for Tyler. Tyler is trying to stick around, you know. And uh, Chef Slowick says, you too. He's like, he's, he's pretty much insinuating, you need to get out of here, like now. So um, once that happens, all of the women are then led back inside while the staff chases down all of the male patrons that booked it into the forest. Now, some get farther than others. Um, I think his name is Richard, the guy who had his finger cut off. Yeah. Uh, Richard doesn't get very far because he... <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I would be in a ton of pain if I had my finger cut off. <laughs> but him hobbling around going, burr, 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 when he's getting chased by those staff members, I was losing it, dude. Uh, Soren gets pretty far. He's the one who, he found a lifeboat and was going to get off the island, but uh, the staff members eventually chased him down. The the assistant to Lillian is the one who gets the Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> As a prize for being the last male patron found, Ted, uh, who is Lillian's, you know, cohort, he's given, like, this dessert egg or something, and he's in, uh, he's in the chicken coop, and they just hand it to him, and then he says, he just goes, thank you, and then, and then, and then, and then uh, the staff member goes, you're welcome, sir, and then he, and then he just closes the coop and just waits for him to finish the egg before dragging him out to take him back to the restaurant. So, but while all this is happening, there's actually uh, some stuff going on uh, with the women at the restaurant because um, you come to find out that, um, so I don't know if we talked about it before, but it's found out that Tyler knew that everybody was going to die. Yeah. Like, um, he knew that going in and he knew that for eight months. So it's revealed that the lady that, well, we don't know if, I don't know if it's clear if Margo is the one that was on the tortilla. No, I don't think it was. Okay. So he had obviously done this many times with other. Know who Margo was. Yeah, yeah. With other escorts. But they found out that Margo had been with Richard. Because at the, we didn't mention that, but at the beginning, you can kind of tell that Margo and Richard knew each other, yeah. but they didn't want to speak. Something was going on. Yeah, something was going on there. The wife finds out that he was with Margo, but she doesn't know that it was anything to do with the dot, like, that yeah. it was a weird kink like that or whatever it was. It might not have even been a kink. It might just be he had severe guilt. Which, that's even more messed up when you consider the fact that they had him and his wife had a little conversation about Margo when she pointed at her and said, that that looks just like our Charlene or something like that. I can't remember her name. And then Richard says, no, no, she's nothing like our Charlene. No, no. And he, he like tries to shut her down real quick. So early on, you're giving hints 
that you know there's something weird going on between them. So I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, lady chef that that stabbed Chef Slowick starts talking about how. Uh, yeah, you're you're all gonna die, and it was my idea. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and they're just all they just pretty much accept their fate, and they start drinking wine. Cause I mean, you I know, know, I just don't understand why they wouldn't have fought back more. Though. I know that's I, what that, I said too. I think that just goes to show how privileged they were to where that they, they don't know. Yeah, how. and Chef even said, "You know, you could have, you probably could have fought back and won." Yeah, like if they would have been smart about it and all worked together, they could have. Yeah, they could have most definitely got out. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Even at the beginning, they kind of thought it was some sort of act. Like Lillian, she thought. Oh, she, oh, he texted me to come here. He's doing, you know, when Jeremy blows his brains out. Oh, you know, that was an act because he wanted me, you know, because I'm here. Why would he want, I don't know. Like, why would somebody fake blow their brains out to make some, like, act up for you, just for you? Like, it, it it just, it just showed how, I don't know, they were also entitled, most of them. Well, after that, that's when we get to probably the best course of the night. Yeah. Tyler's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And because because Chef humiliates that fucker, and he deserves it. Oh, he yes. deserved it so much. Nicholas Holt is such a good actor mm-hmm. because, I mean, he, and he usually I plays. I hated him. I know. This. He usually plays such a likable guy, mm-hmm. but I despised him. <laughs> and he, that's when Chef stands up and lets everybody know that Tyler knew everybody was going to die. And he invited Margot regardless of that yep. fact and didn't try to stop anything. And Margot jumps up and punches him. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. First, he makes him feel special and gets him up and puts a, you know, a chef coat on him and writes his name with a Sharpie on there. <laughs> makes him feel real special. <laughs> she had him about spit her drink. <laughs> Yeah, he writes it with a shot. And it's the worst handwriting, too, dude. He makes it look like a child. And Tyler's so proud. I know, he's got his chest puffed out like, oh, yeah, I'm the man. (laughs) I know, he was so, so, Chef, he knew that Tyler was a big fan and he watched all the shows and he wanted him to get in there and cook. And he kept, Tyler at that point was like, oh, no, 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 I can't cook. But he, you know, pretty much bullies him into doing it. Into a course that he makes titled Tyler's Bullshit. But undercooked lamb and shallots Shallot and butter. Some sort of butter, butter sauce. Yeah. A mediocre butter sauce. And then after that humiliation, he whispers something in Tyler's ear. He takes the jacket off and goes he down the hall. Walks, yeah, he just walks to the back. You just don't see at first. Yeah, what happens? Just, about to say. just silently walks away. And then not too long after that, Margot gets up. That's when she's going to his house. And she sees him hanging. He hung, yeah, him. He he hung, hung himself. himself. You do see him taking his tie off. I forgot that. Oh, that's when right. He's walking, yeah, yeah. You do see him, and he's got tears in his eyes. I know. And you're just like, what did he say to him that just destroyed him so much? But the, that... he just willingly went and did yeah, that. Yeah. Nobody made. Well, nope. I mean, yeah, Chef did, I guess, but I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess he was so loyal to him in a way because he cared so much about what he thought. And when he found out that the chef thought he was such a POS that he, you know, I, I guess the man that he thought, uh, you know, he wanted to think so highly of him himself didn't. And at that moment, he was like, you know, what's the point in living? Which he, they were all dying anyways. But They find out, of course, you know, all this is, you know, all this has happened. And then 
uh, you cut back to the restaurant, and then they're singing, Happy birthday to you. And then they bring it out to Bryce and sit down in front of him. And he goes, You guys told him it was my birthday? And the, like, the other two investor guys just kind of look at him and say, Well, it was funny about three hours ago. <laughs> After Tyler kills himself and hangs himself in the closet, Chef Slowick asks uh, Margot to go get a barrel for the final course dessert. And he says that he assigned that to Elsa to give to somebody to go do, but she didn't do it. So he's wanting Margot to go do it. And Elsa is like standing there the whole time. And Elsa's begging Chef, like, no, I can do it. I can do it. I promise I can do it. And then he's just like, no, Margot's one of us now. She's going to do it. And then Margot says, yes. And then uh, Slowick looks at her and says, yes. And then Margot goes, she shakes her head and says, yes, chef. And then he's, he's like, good, go. And then, like, you know, she goes uh, to go find this barrel for dessert. Once all this starts happening, she somehow makes her way. I think that's uh, that's inside of chef's house. She finds her way inside, is it not? Okay, yeah. Uh, Margot, eventually, she finds her way back behind the silver door. And what you find behind the silver door is that it's actually Chef's house. So when you get into Chef's house, all you see is a kitchen, literally a kitchen in his bedroom, and some dining tables with some dining chairs, and maybe a full-size bed, if that. That's all you see. And Mar- like Margo just walks in and says, You gotta be freaking kidding me, dude. <laughs> like, even, like, even she can't believe it. So she's going to try and find this barrel, found a knife on her way to Chef's house and she kind of concealed it and carried it with her as kind of a self-defense mechanism. So she lays it down on the table when she gets inside uh, Chef's house. Well, unbeknownst to her, she's been followed by Elsa. So Elsa walks over to the table and picks up the knife and pretty much says, you think you can just become one of us? You think you can just show up and just be Chef's favorite? Because Elsa has been, you know, Chef's second hand this whole time. And now she's feeling like she's getting the short end of the stick because he's giving Margot such attention. So Margot's like, I don't care. She's like, I'm trying to get out of here alive. I could care less. And Elsa's like, no, you want to take my job. So Elsa starts attacking Margot with a knife, and then they get into a fight. Well... <laughs> It ends when Marco picks up a Paco jet and slams it upside Elsa's head. And that allows uh, Margo to grab the knife when Elsa uh, drops it because she's knocked out cold for, like, you know, a second or two. Uh, Margo is going to, like, stab her. And then Elsa is like, no. She's like, uh, no, no. She's like, uh, you can't take my place. You're not going to replace me. And then Margo's like, I don't want to replace you. And then, this is when you find out that Chef never told Elsa about the barrel in the first place. So it was all a ruse to get Elsa to go after Margot to see how Margot would react. Yeah. So once she finds that out, Margot drives the knife into Elsa's neck. And of course, you know, that is the end of Elsa. So uh, Margot just gets up. She's shaking. But um, she gets up and... Uh, is it then she looks at all the pictures? Yeah. 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 So she goes uh, closer to Chef's belongings, and she sees all these pictures hanging on the wall. And she sees pictures of um, him with his wife and baby, but, you know, they're nowhere to be found in the movie. So 
I mean, that's heavily, yeah, it's heavily implied that he put his career before his family. You see a cutout of Lillian Bloom's first article, the one that quote-unquote put him on the map. And then you see a picture of him with the angel investor, Doug, uh, at the first opening, or at the grand opening of Hawthorne, which is the name of the restaurant that they're at. And then finally her eyes land on a picture of him at just this old, you know, fast food chain burger joint. You know, I think it's called Burger Town or something like that. You know, something generic. But it says Burger Town Employee of the Month. I want to I want to say his name's Jeremy. Jeremy Julian Slowick, you know, 1987. And like in all of these pictures, he has been so depressed looking. Like there's not been a smile on his face. Like you can just tell like there's no soul behind that man's eyes. But when she sees the picture of him at Burger Town, or, you know, whatever it's called, he's smiling, and he looks happy. Yes. So, then, you know, this is why I love Margot's character so much, because she's so smart. Then, wheels start to turn in her head. She comes back, and then they do the happy birthday thing. Uh, they're doing that as soon as Margot walks in. And Nobody when she's... the blood all over. She's yeah, nobody... Nobody questions, nobody questions her or anything. She just walks in, just kicking the barrel down the hall. And uh, Margot, you know, you can just tell she's kind of broken. But then something kind of clicks in her head. And then, like, she, like, she, like, stands up with confidence and turns around. And this whole movie, to get all the patrons' attention, Chef Slowick is clapped really loud to, you know, silence the restaurant. So she stands up and she claps. And, like, that just causes everybody to just stop and, you know, just wonder what she's doing. And, like, I don't know, I just got, I just kind of got chills because it just reminded me of, like, you know, I don't know, maybe two alphas trying to, you know, take control of the pack, you know. Slowick has never been challenged like this before, and now Margot is the one to do it. And then, you know, it's even more, you know, even better that she's a fellow industry worker. She knows all the struggles and that she's the one you know, to figure everything out. She stands up and she claps. She tells him, she says, I'm still hungry. Isn't that mm-hmm. what she says? She, no, she says, I don't like your food. Oh, yeah. That's I don't like your thing. food. And he's like, well, what don't you like about it? Yes. Everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tasteless. It has no, what, uh, uh, at the end of it, she says, there, and most of all, there's no love. Yeah. And, oh, yes. and he's like, what are you talking about? All, we all know every time we cook, with, we, it's always the main ingredient is love. Yeah. And she's like, no, your main ingredient is obsession. Yes. And that whole scene's just so powerful. Yes, it is. Anya Taylor-Joy's such a powerhouse. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. Everything she's in, I love Everything her. she's in. And uh, I see Anna a clip the other day. She was talking about this movie, actually, with... Um, what's Tyler's name? Uh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, this movie was about female rage, you know. Um, She said, what's the director's name? Um, Uh, Mark Milan. Yeah, she said he was wanting her to be more stoic and calm when Tyler was doing this stupid stuff to her. But no, she got, she was like, no, I wanted to beat the crap out of him, so that's what I did. But yeah, so this is kind of her, like, she took over at, at the end and was like, no, we're doing this my way, dude. And so she says, you know, your food's crap. I'm still hungry. Yeah. And she's like, fix me something pretty much. And he's like, we have everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know what? I just want a cheeseburger. <laughs> and, and you so- see a little smirk come up on his face. Yes. 
so he then knows, or I, I, I don't know, maybe in his head it probably did click that she saw that. I, maybe, I don't know. But, but he, so he's like, okay, we can do that. Yeah. And so he goes back and he starts making the burger and he looks the happiest he's looked the, the whole film. The whole movie. <laughs> yes. And he makes this burger and he, uh, he gives it to her. She takes one bite, <laughs> and she's like, mm, this is, I think she says, that's great, or that's... It's the best cheeseburger I've best, ever eaten. Um, but she says, but I'm, all of a sudden, doesn't she say she's not... Uh, and all of a sudden, I think I'm a little full, or yeah, I'm not as, or my eyes were bigger than my stomach. Yes, can I, and she goes, uh, can I take it to go? <laughs> and they put it in the fanciest friggin' Hawthorne yes. bag and box, just like it would be anybody else leaving, you Yes. Know? <laughs> And so she, so and she gets to she gets to leave. Yeah. Um. So Margot does survive. There's a boat. Uh. She gets to get on this boat, and so you kind of flash back and forth between what's going on in the dining room and what's going on outside. They're starting to put chocolate helmets on their heads. <laughs> yeah. And marshmallow. Um. A shawl. Yeah. A shawl. That's the word I was like. And are going to burn them all alive. And so they they make this uh, big uh, marshmallow setting in the middle of the floor. Um, and it's like big these big marshmallows with sticks and some, he grabs he, a piece of the coal from the from oh, the fire yeah, 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 with his hands. in the oven with his bare hand and went and dropped it in the middle. And I mean it killed him too. He killed himself yeah. and you know, everybody in there, you know, died. Yes. The workers and everybody. Yeah. Everybody died. But when she was that, in his house, she uh, and her seeing that picture when he was younger, smiling, she saw the person he was when he first fell in love with cooking food for people and yes. she tapped into that humanity that was still left in him in him somewhere yeah and ultimately that's what helped her survive because she wasn't like them she was like yes. ch- chef and right. every, you know an industry worker you yes. could say they all uh burn up and it, it explodes, and Margot's on the ship watching it happen, yeah. and she's eating her cheeseburger. She pulls the cheeseburger out and takes another bite, and she's yep. just watching it burn. <laughs> yep, and I can't blame her, because I probably would have to. Yep. <laughs> well, I think we can go ahead and rate it out of five. I'm going to give it a, a 4.5 out of five, because <sighs> it was a really beautiful movie. It was perfectly acted. The whole cast was great all the way across the board. I loved the script because it sucked you in from the beginning because there's not a whole lot of action in it till about 30, 35 minutes in when Jeremy blows his head off. So, I mean, I'm a sucker for good dialogue and that's what sucked me in and and I I just loved the story. I did enjoy it. It's not, it's definitely not one that you could recommend to everybody and say, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. And, but, um, yeah, but I mean, if you're a horror fan or a, a thriller, drama kind of fan of any kind, psychological, um, I, th- I definitely think it would be enjoyed by you. I'm probably going to have to agree. I might even go up a little higher and say 4.6 out of 5. Okay. Um, We're getting into the I really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like this movie. I did not think that I would... Um, because, again, Anna did tell me it was a slow burn, but um, she thought, she was like, well, you might like it. Just give it a try. And I was sick one week, and so one of one of the days I had off from work, I watched it. 
and I fell in love with it. I just really, really, really liked it. Um, it's not a, it's not that gory. Everybody knows I love the gore. Um, so that, I mean, but that didn't take away from the movie though. It was still, it was still such a great movie and I love when rich people get what they deserve. So I love that kind of, I love that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, 4.6 out of 5 for me. Hunter! I'd probably have to say a four, uh, four and a half out of five. Uh, just really because, like I said, the first you know five to ten minutes, you know, I was just kind of, eh. I was just, I was just like, I don't know what this movie's doing. I don't know where it's going. But like I said, once they got to the island and the movie really started to kick into gear, I really, you know, began to enjoy it a lot more. But I just the first five to ten minutes, you know, they're so important in a movie. You know, because that's what has to suck in the viewer. Because if the, you know, if the first five to ten minutes are horrid, you know, then you're going to suffer the next eighty-five minutes. Yeah. So, you know, kind of iffy on it at first, but you know, like I said, it did a complete one eighty on me, and I was really surprised with this movie. Like I said, probably my favorite horror release of twenty twenty two. Put it right up there with X and Pearl, uh, Ralph Fiennes, absolute powerhouse, yeah, Anya great. Taylor. Anya Taylor-Joy, beautiful, absolute powerhouse as well. All around, great movie. So, sounds like it's a winner from us here at Cinema Slab. Oh, yeah. For the menu. So, you guys really need to check that out. Uh, it was one of our tops for uh, 2022. Currently streaming on HBO Max, if you have that right now. Yes. We actually watched it last night, and it, I mean, it, it's beautiful. It, it was great. Yeah, definitely check it out, guys. Alrighty, well... I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Cinema Slab Podcast. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Still working on Apple. Don't hate me. But <laughs> I'm Anna signing off. This is Hannah signing out. This is Hunter wishing y'all an amazing day. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you. Hey, yo. I think we know the rest of the story. Our time is back.